Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Welcome to the program. Following that fine program before me, Run to Win, with Daryl Wood, you cannot lose by listening to that program. You can only win a lot of information that will help you to deal in these troubled times. That's Run to Win. Welcome to the Bible Talk program. Uh, definitely glad to be with you, and I want to be, uh, begin by clearing up some things that have been on my mind. You know, they've been on my mind. I need to address them. I did get a letter uh, from someone who listens to the uh, radio program, uh, and they were wondering what, whether or not the uh, uh, coronavirus uh, is uh, has something to do with the tribulation, all right? It has something to do with the tribulation. Um, uh, and uh, he was almost insisting that he was right, his pastor tried to help him uh, by saying that he didn't think it was. And I, I agree with his pastor. I don't think that the coronavirus uh, has a lot to do with the tribulation. That's the seven-year tribulation, which is specifically judgment of God on the earth. I've heard people say this. In fact, um, I heard one uh, 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 preacher try to say, well, uh, he thought it was a tribulation because uh, it uh, talks about a disease that man hasn't found a cure for. But, you know, they're working on a cure for this. It's, it's bad to have your theology based on the fact that once they get a cure, then what you said doesn't pan out. But the first place to go is to the Bible. Okay? Uh, and the Bible is clear about the coronavirus, where it comes from, in my estimation, and also uh, the tribulation or the wrath of God. First of all, we need to realize that basically, and, and this is what uh, I guess uh, by not really understanding what the Bible has told us on this issue, we don't look at it like we should, uh, we need to realize that we are living already. As I speak, we are living in a cursed world. Yeah, the world is under a curse, okay? That's right. All of you know this. You know this. This is way back in Genesis, okay? What happened there then set the phase uh, for everything that we're seeing now, right? Uh, what happened uh, to us was the result of the fall of man. Uh, we, uh, we see that, in fact, after they had uh, partaken of the forbidden fruit, 
we see in Genesis chapter 3, I'll give you a little chance to get your Bible. Uh, here's why the world is in such a wreck. It says in second, I'm sorry, in Genesis chapter 3, okay, and verse 13, And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. All right. It's the woman out of the, out of the way here, right? Uh, and uh, first of all, well, uh, then he says, in verse, uh, well, that's the serpent out of the way. Satan, that was, the serpent was uh, uh, in, inspiring the, 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 the snake to do these uh, things. And actually, the judgment came upon the devil okay? uh, and the instrument that he used. Verse 15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Okay, now, that's uh, talking about enmity that takes place uh, uh, between, uh, we will see, not only the devil and the woman, but also Adam and the woman. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And so that talks about the battle that will take place between man and the seed of the woman. Ultimately, we see in Genesis 3 to uh, 15, the ultimate seed of the woman would be the Messiah. That would be uh, uh, Mary's offspring, Jesus Christ, right? And uh, uh, so that's what we see uh, ultimately there. And that is fulfilled in Romans 16, 20, where Paul uses the same language, uh, talking about how, uh, in, in, uh, reminding the church that uh, the devil will be crushed. The serpent will be crushed shortly by the return of Jesus Christ, right? But here, in Genesis chapter 3, we see the fall of man and what the fall of man results in, right? Notice here as we go on, it says, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, remember before this, there was harmony between Adam and Eve, okay? Uh, even though Adam was created first, uh, and he was the one in charge, they never had any stats. Everybody, uh, they worked together. There was harmony between man and woman. After the fall, there was a break in harmony between male and female, between men and animals. The earth, everything was acting up because of sin, right? Uh, then it says in verse 17, Genesis 3, 17, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not, uh, saying, thou, uh, shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth unto thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Verse 19, And the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return into the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Now, that is the general curse that has been on the world ever since Adam and Eve. Okay? That is why we have all of the disarray we see in nature. Um, that we see on the earth, uh, earthquakes, uh, 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 real bad weather conditions that destroy crops. I mean, that's, that, that's all a result of the fall of man, okay? That's something that's been ongoing already. That is not, uh, however, the tribulation period, okay? And so tornadoes and all of this is related to the fact that the earth has become an unsuitable place because of man's fall into sin. And it won't be really restored until we get into the new heavens and the new earth. Now, also, uh, to add to that, uh, uh, Paul, look at Romans chapter 8, where he's talking about 
uh, bad things happening, and he's not talking about the tribulation period here. Uh, and he describes it in real graphic terms. This would be in Romans chapter 8, verse 21. <clears throat> so that's where I'm going in my Bible. Hopefully you're going there as well, because this is, my friends, the Bible Talk program. Here in uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 21, here's what Paul says, right? Uh, and he's looking at things that are happening. Uh, he's talking about the earth, okay? And he says this, Romans chapter 8, verse 21, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Well, that hasn't happened yet. We have not been delivered into the glorious, uh, uh, you know, uh, from the glorious liberty of the children of God. That's coming. That's talking about the future. That's talking about the new heavens and the new earth. He goes on to say, well, we know, now this is something that we all know, that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Now, this was written in the first century. So much, and so in other words, they were experiencing some of the same things we experienced, and some local floods, uh, uh, no doubt tornadoes, earthquakes, all of that was happening. You could tell that, that something was wrong with the world ever since the fall of man. Then it says this uh, at verse uh, uh, 23, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. In other words, not just the world, but those of us who are saved, even though we have a uh, the Holy Spirit within us, that we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our bodies. Okay? So that's what we're all waiting for. We're waiting to be redeemed from this earth and from the troubles in this earth, from the tornadoes, the rains, the viruses, the sicknesses. These things will continue to happen to us until the new heavens and the new earth. But this is not tribulation, I repeat. What we're going through now and any of the pandemics we've had in the past are not God's tribulation on the earth. Uh, it is the punishment that uh, is visited to man because of sin, all right? So it's not the seven-year tribulation, all right? So we need to, to realize that. Um, uh, in, in other words, uh, and then there's another thing to point out as well here, uh, and can get this clearly. Uh, and I want to say this as clear as I can. And uh, some of you can call in later and tell me if you uh, agree or disagree with this. But I think it's pretty clear. When tribulation comes, no one, now hear me, when tribulation comes, no one will have to tell you. It won't sneak up on you, okay? <laughs> Let me say it again. When tribulation comes, no one will have to tell you. It won't sneak up on you. Not the tribulation. No, it won't. Just like the mark of the beast. Please, 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 stop worrying about going to sleep then waking up in the morning, and someone gave you a chip with the mark of the beast on it. That's not the way it's going to work. It's not going to work that way. The mark of the beast is not going to sneak up on you. It's not going to be given to you at night or in something you drink. No, that's not what the Bible says. And the tribulation period is not going to sneak up on you. Not at all. Okay? Uh, in, in other words, let me put it to you this way. When tribulation happens, nobody's going to have to tell you because you're going to know. Why? God wants you to know when his wrath is visited upon the earth. He wants the earth to know it, okay? Oh, so for sure, the tribulation is going to be far different from any kind of calamities you've ever seen on the planet. This is where God is in control. This is not global warming. It's not UFO attacks. It's none of that stuff. 
Okay? This is going to be, and God wants you to know. In other words, you'll know when tribulation is here, uh, you're dealing with things that nobody has to tell you about. How do I know? Turn in your Bible. That's where I always go. Revelation chapter 6. Okay? Here's what it says. You want to see tribulation? Okay? See tribulation? Here it is. Where it says, and we started verse 12, and the seals are open. Okay? It says, Revelation 6 and 12. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree cast her untimely figs, that she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it's rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. <laughs> yeah, that's tribulation. All of them knew. And then look at verse 17. For the great day of his wrath, that's what tribulation is. It's the great day of his wrath, not just bad weather conditions and not the coronavirus. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who shall be able to stay? So do understand that. Uh, you might be having some birth pains right now, things of that nature, but in terms of uh, the coronavirus being the tribulation, oh, no. No, no, that's not the way it's going to be. When it comes, it'll be well known. In other words, uh, once the tribulation gets here, everybody will know it. Nobody will have to ask any questions. All right. Uh, number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. One preacher friend of mine, and, and I, I, I like his teachings. His teachings aren't far off base at all. He says a few things that I disagree with, uh, but uh, they were in, uh, interviewing him, quite a famous guy, and they were asking him about the tribulation period, and he felt the opposite of me. He felt that the coronavirus was a part of God's tribulation, and I was listening to see what biblical support he was going to give to it. Because for me, uh, the whole thing is about either the Bible supports you or you, or it doesn't. It's got to be based on the Bible, right? what the Bible says. And what he said was this. He said, well, uh, he, be he believed that it was a tribulation because um, the Bible talks about uh, something that comes and man does not have a cure for it. And I said, wow, okay, that's the only analysis he has, that uh, there's no cure uh, for it? Okay. Uh, well, and, and when, where is he getting that from? And really the only place I can imagine he went uh, and he did go uh, to the book of the future, right? And that's true. Revelation chapter 9, verse 3 to 6. This is what I believe he was referring to. Where it says in uh, Revelation 9 and uh, verse uh, 2, which had verse 2, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And they came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power, and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass or the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men whom have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And then it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion, 
when he strikes a man. And in those days, evidently, since there was no cure for this, and uh, whatever problem, plague, or disease, these are uh, locusts, who uh, most believe, studying the book of Revelation, is talking about demons. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Well, the bottom line is, uh, uh, definitely this is describing something that evidently there is no cure for, but is that coronavirus? So, in other words, all they've got to do, and it looks like they're close to doing it, might not be as quick as some want to say, but to disprove uh, what that uh, preacher said, all they've got to do is find a, um, a vaccine that takes care of the coronavirus. That, you know, that may be coming around shortly. Then what he based his primary theological position on falls apart. All right? But what he said wasn't heresy. I just think it was wrong. The Bible does not, and I say this clearly, does not back up. Uh, any kind of uh, place where the coronavirus sits, uh, fits into a tribulation scenario. The only thing it could be is maybe bringing the world uh, close together, okay, as a, as a number of things do, which sets us up for the Antichrist to be able to take over ultimately. But uh, that hasn't happened yet either. All right. That number to call, Eric, 866 Area code 866-423-9578. You're on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And as you call in, there's some things I want to uh, kind of um, wrap up for you that we talked about. Um, we talked about another subject uh, that we didn't get an answer on uh, last time, and we really do need to answer this. Can't leave these kind of questions up in the air uh, for you. Uh, so uh, we talked about the sin unto death, the sin unto death. Uh, defining what that is, uh, and so First John chapter five, verse sixteen, is uh, uh, the verse to look at here when we look at to the end of this, the sin unto death, where it says in First John five sixteen, if any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, okay, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. So here the Bible says there is a sin that is not unto death. Got it. Uh, but then it says this, and he shall give them life for them that sin not unto death. But then the text says there is a sin unto death, and I do not say that he shall pray for it. Right? So here it says there's a sin unto death, which is that there's some sins, uh, where the writer says, where here John says, there's some, I, I can't say that you should pray for that. Because if it's a sin unto death, that person is going to die. And all of your prayers for them will be of no avail. Evidently, that seems what it's saying. So, goodness gracious, what is the sin unto death? Verse 17, all unrighteousness is sin. Uh, and there is a sin not unto death. So there's one not unto death, one unto death. Let's find out what we're talking about when we take a break, and we'll be right back. Maybe you could relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. The great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian health care sharing ministry 
It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So, yes, they can help share your needs, too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative. Whether you're single or married, you got a family, MediShare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can download it now at WatchSalemMedia.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Camp. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lion. Lionsgate at WatchSalemMedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Thursday on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg talks about the keys to a happy marriage. If you're in the groove, you can go to the Mentor Headlands and have a blast. If you're not in the groove, you can go to the coast of New Zealand and have the worst time in your entire life. There's not a trip you can take to fix the absence of touch time talk on a routine basis. Listen Thursday to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Alistair Beck, weekday mornings at 8.30 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. And be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Angela, I heard you're on the line. How you doing? Oh, uh, hi, hi, Pastor. How you doing, girl? Good to have you on the show. Uh- yeah, what's on your mind? Angela? Yes. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, okay. 
Okay. I was listening to the um, the Daryl show, and also I've been seeing a lot on the news a couple of days ago. I guess they want people to kneel. I guess you see a kneeling as well. I guess they want the cops and other people, white people in general to kneel before black people. I know the Bible says you should kneel before no one but God himself. I know other countries do that kneeling crap. But that's, I mean, that's being sinful, isn't it? Kneeling to human beings. And why human beings, like, even the guy who was killed, like, people, like, worship him. Like he's some type of guy or something, you know? It seemed pretty creepy, you know? Well, well I, I, you know, I was listening to the Daryl Wood program uh, as well, mm-hmm. because I listened to him as well. And uh, that, to me, was very strange. And, and I'll tell you what, if I was that uh, 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 person, I never would have bowed the knee before him. Uh, what are you talking about? Okay? I'm going to have exactly. to, someone bow. Uh, in fact, what he, what he said was to bow to me because of the white privilege that you had. What are you talking about? <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. I would never do that. I'd say, come again? Okay, no. Okay. And uh, the one thing that um, we need to recognize is uh, that definitely uh, white racism, and that's what you hear them calling it over and over again as a disease, but also, you know, there's some black racism out there too. Blacks haven't been perfect in the uh, whole area of race. And when I taught uh, diversity classes and uh, race relations when I was in the Air Force, we talked about, you know, racism uh, on all sides of the fence. Because uh, definitely uh, they're racist in, in every group, whether you find Indians or Hispanics. Racism is a sin of mankind. It's not just a sin of, uh, of all white folks. So a lot of people could be bowing to me. Uh, in fact, but a lot of times, and I, I, I hate to say this, but uh, black racism is kind of overlooked. And, of course, it's not as, as uh, institutionalized as the others. But, you know, Louis Farrakhan, you know who he is, don't you? Yeah, and the uh, Muslim um, minister of uh, the yeah, nation of yeah, Islam. Yeah, the uh, nation of Islam, yeah. And uh, he's definitely an anti-Semite. Uh, that puts him in the same category as the Germans. Oh, uh, wait fact, a minute. He, he said he considered himself a Christian, too. One time I heard him say he's also a well, Christian. He can, how can he but I don't see how a Christian, now he could consider himself to be a Christian, but, you know, he kind of, mm-hmm. uh, he says that he believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that's a lie. He doesn't. He doesn't believe what the Bible right. says about Jesus. And then we've got to realize this, uh, that uh, he said uh, that, uh, he said, first of all, he said Hitler was a great man. <laughs> that's all you need to hear. He said, and you know what he did? He, Hitler killed over 6 million Jews. He also said, well, I'm not against Semites, I'm against termites, calling the Jewish community, basically in his estimation, termites. Now, I'm not just trying to put him down, but there are racists, you know, all over the place. Okay? Uh, and so uh, we need to recognize that. Racism is a sin of man, not just a sin of, uh, of, of white folks. And when we get to heaven, everybody's going to be judged uh, on that basis. because. But, uh, and because what we find over in First John, uh, chapter four, Angela mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, t- uh, tells us uh, that the one thing that we can't uh, uh, be or can't tolerate is uh, any kind of racism, right? Uh, because the Bible says, uh, "How can you love God?" Who you can This is in verse twenty, First John, chapter four, and verse twenty. Listen to this: If a man this is not talking about black man, white man, just men in general. If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And when the Bible uh, comes against racism, it comes, comes against the racism of humanity, just not one group. And until we can really get together and be honest about this thing, you know, we're going to have some trouble. 
Okay. All right, what else is on your um, mind? Um, let's have two more things I can talk about. What about idol worshiping? Like, this is the death of Floor, the man who was killed. It's like people have been worshiping, worshiping his, the image of him. And the Bible says, you show, I mean, people like they were so upset by him getting killed by their own family members sometimes. People don't feel like by their own family members or loved ones. But it's kind of creepy that it's like they're holding up his image like he's some type of guy. I mean, what do you think I don't that? get that. Now, that could be somebody's interpretation. I don't get that. I just think that, um, uh, you know, that, uh, the attention is on him. And uh, that was just something to, uh, I didn't see anybody buying down, praying to him. I didn't see anything like uh that uh, woman who was, uh, you know, bound before that guy. So, so I would agree with you on that. Uh, I've seen other funeral services where they've had picture, uh, people's uh, pictures up. Uh, but the reason why so much attention is given to him, first of all, is because it does bring attention to something that needs to stop in our society. So I don't think that was, uh, it didn't raise any uh, thing uh, in me about worship. Nor did I see anybody say to worship it. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, uh, and one more thing, if I can talk. I was listening to the Al Sharpton show yesterday. He had Reverend Williams on, the one from Detroit. That is his name. He was saying how the post, the the, um, the people who were rioting and throwing things at cops, they were throwing like tire irons and bricks for wrong. And some of the black calls were upset that he was saying that he was against it. It was uh, it was questioning his blackness. But how can a minister? I mean, he's a minister himself. I mean, it should be one to throw iron tire irons and bricks at people. I mean, what type of Christian will agree with that, you know? Well, also, you know, uh, 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 he's not one of my favorite speakers either uh, because of the fact that he's called, um, you're talking about Sharpton, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, another guy on the show. He, he broadcast from his show, Reverend Williams, the one in Detroit, I think his name, Reverend something. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Sharpton is the one that I uh, uh, kind of focused up, you know, mm-hmm. but he's called, he's been, he's made some real anti-Semitic statements and some uh, uh, statements against whites that were kind of racist in my estimation. Uh, he called the Jews a bunch of jewel merchants, okay, which is stereotyped mm-hmm. in Jews as all being money grabbers, which definitely uh, is something that's not true. Uh, and so, yeah, so he gets into, and so in other words, you can't have it both ways. You can't be for civil rights and then, uh, you know, let out your own racism. You, you just can't do that. Uh, he made a statement about uh, saying that Sharpton uh, uh, did, that the white men were in caves, uh, blacks were sitting on the throne. You don't have to go there. Okay? You don't have to go there. Right. you got to realize racism is the sin of all mankind. It's not just something that, uh, uh, that white Americans have. Uh, all groups have had it. And when they get to heaven, and the reason to know this, because when you get to heaven, it'll all be revealed to people, and they will be shocked. Okay? Nobody is above uh, racism. Thank you, Angela. Okay. Always get good talking to you, young girl. <laughs> all right. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, I don't want to turn this program into run to win, but I don't mind talking about these subjects because they're all very important. So I can't turn you down with whatever it is that you want to uh, uh, talk about. I do, though, want to make it clear that the coronavirus has nothing to do. It's not the beginning of the tribulation, friends. It's not, okay? That's not what it is. Uh, So get that out of the way. And then also, if we look at uh, what is the sin unto death, uh, definitely there is a sin unto death. Okay? So much so that the Bible says you should not even pray for it. Okay? Now, the sin of the death, when you hear this, you think, well, goodness gracious, someone must have committed some great sin to have experienced the sin unto death. Wow, 
that sounds rough. That sounds bad. Well, it is rough, and it is bad, but definitely it's uh, something that happened to Moses. Moses committed a sin that led to his death. No doubt about it. Absolutely. In the Bible, uh, he made a mistake. And, and I guess the biggest mistake was, remember, God had used him mightily, had given him great authority over the people, spoke to him personally. Um, uh, he was, and, and he was a, a good leader, in my estimation. Uh, but as you say, nobody's perfect. And he did something that he should not have done. You guys remember where he struck the rock? God told him to speak to it, to bring forth water. Okay, he was there trying to get water. Uh, people were all upset. God told him to speak to the rock instead of speaking to it. He struck it and said, shall I fetch water for you out of this rock? Uh, he shouldn't have said that, okay, because it didn't make God look in, con- uh, in control. And also, he didn't do what God told him to do. God told him to speak to the rock. Not to hit it with the stick. Okay? Now, here is the merciful thing that gets me about the text. Despite all of that, God still performed the miracle. He did. He brought water out of the rock okay, for Moses and the people. But then he told Moses, because of this, what you've done, you are going to die and you will not go to the promised land. That's what he told him. He said, you'll see it, but you're going to die. And you're not going to lead the people into it. Wow. Okay. Now, what happens is Moses, I mean, he wanted to go to the promised land. That was his life's work. That's what he was doing. Okay. But Moses was forbidden to cross Jordan. And in fact, he talks about it himself. And this is what I love about the, uh, the, the candid way the Bible expresses things. Uh, you can read this and tell it's no fairy tale. Goodness gracious. Um, who would write something this bad about themselves and have it not be true? This dance is history, biblical history. Uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 3, here's what Moses tells him. He's telling the people, okay, because he's letting them know that, hey, I'm not going to lead you through. And understand the people he's talking to uh, in this particular passage are the little ones who didn't sin like their parents had. They're going to go into the land. But Moses uh, is a part of that old crowd. Okay? He's going to go out with them, actually. But he didn't want to, okay? And so what he did, uh, he said in verse 23, and this is in Deuteronomy 3 and 23. What, what a verse to read. Uh, where Moses said, and I besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, thou hast begun to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand, for what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might. Moses started praising God. Well, you know, before he uh, asked him any questions. He said, first, he just wanted to praise him. I kind of think Moses was trying to get on God's good side, okay? Because you're going to see it didn't work. It didn't work. He said, after he praised God, you know, shouted his hallelujahs, in verse 25, Deuteronomy 3, 25, and I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, that goodly mountain, and Lebanon. Please, Lord, let me go. Let me go over there. Uh, to show you that you can't name it and claim it, and to show you that God will not answer all your prayers, here's what God told me. Verse 26, it says, But the Lord was angry with me, wrath, it says in King James, angry with me for your sakes, and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, Let it suffice thee. Now listen to this. This is God. Moses prayed. God answered it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he did. Speak no more unto me of this matter. He told Moses, don't talk about it anymore. Want to know what else he said? Take a break. We'll be right back. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm. phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you, so grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. There are two radio stations in this city that focus on good news. One has the good news about the economy, jobs, consumer confidence, and the defeat over ISIS. One has the good news about the victory over the cross. One is all about the here and now. The other is all about eternity. To get through the day, you need both. So when you want to know more about the day's news and what to think about it, turn to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. If you want to change your life, turn to FM 92.7 and AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, uh, looking at the sin unto death and what it means. Uh, and it's very fascinating. Here, we're talking about uh, Moses' death, okay? And Moses died because God killed him. And God killed him because of the fact that he disobeyed God. Uh, in a very grievous, grievous manner, as far as God was concerned, 
and uh, uh, and told him that you will not be leading the people over into the promised land. In fact, you told him something before that. Uh, and this is where I had to leave and take a break here in Deuteronomy 3 and 26. Listen to this. Moses uh, wrote about this before he died. Right? But the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, let it suffice thee, speak no more unto me of this man. In other words, he told Moses, don't even pray about it again. Do not even pray about this again, okay? Because God said, I'm not changing my mind. So what does that do with your speak the word and you get name it and you claim? I'm sorry. God answers prayers according to his will, okay? And he gave Moses further instructions. He said, get me up into the top of Pisgah. And lift up thine eyes westward, northward, and southward, he said, and eastward, and behold it with thine eyes, for thou shalt not go over this Jordan. Wow. Then he says, but charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. So there you go. Okay. That he couldn't enter into the land, nor did Aaron. Okay. So we can see then that uh, there is a sin unto death, okay? Now, what that is, we don't know. But uh, definitely God can even, now, you know, Moses went to heaven, okay? We see him on the Mount of Transfiguration in the Gospels, right? Uh, over there, Matthew 16 and chapter 17, we see him there. So definitely, even though he died as punishment for what he did, he went to heaven, okay? So the sin unto death did not lead to inter- eternal damnation to him, but it took him off of the scene for what he had done. Wow. That's something else. Okay? So there is a sin unto death. And so therefore we have to kind of do something with that verse which says uh, pray without ceasing. Well, you can pray without ceasing until God says not to pray. And if God guides you in a strong way not to pray for something, then that's something that is hard to pray for. Remember, in this text, Deuteronomy 3, God himself told Moses, don't pray about that anymore. I'm going to pray, pray about something else, but not that. Now, there are other times as well where uh, God said, you know, uh, not to pray. Okay? Yeah, in other words, I do believe the Scripture, pray without ceasing. But that only is when God wants you to pray without ceasing. Right? That's, the, that's a normal circumstance, not the circumstances we're talking about. Look over in Jeremiah, uh, where in chapter 7, we see this coming to the fore again, where the language is... Uh, I mean, so direct, because it's, uh, it's alarming, okay? Because what we recognize is some prayers that God won't accept. Uh, we see uh, that his people were sinning again, God's people sinning. So he says to them in Jeremiah 7 and 16, Therefore pray not thou for this people, neither lift up cry nor prayer for them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. That's what God said, okay? Right that through Jeremiah, to his sinning people, okay? They can pray all they want. I'm not going to hear it, okay? Uh, notice also over in uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 11, we see this in other places in the text, verse 14. Jeremiah eleven fourteen, 14, where it says, Therefore, pray not thou for this people, neither lift up a cry or prayer for them. For I will not hear them in the time that they cry unto me for their trouble. That's right. Uh, once again, we see that there is sin that can lead to death, and uh, there's times when God tells you not to pray. Okay? 
Uh, and here we see it clearly, but it's got to be clear that God is saying this. But uh, definitely, uh, uh, this prayer is not going to be answered, and there are prayers that lead to uh, death. Okay? I don't want to scare anybody. I just want to tell you what's in the Bible. Okay? Uh, so we do recognize, and even if you did pray, just like Moses prayed, uh, but God wasn't changing his mind. Now, that works against the whole word faith philosophy, the name of the claimant philosophy, but I'm sorry, that philosophy was never true in the first place. There's not something that the Bible teaches. So you do need to be uh, just aware and, and confident of that. Um, and the sin unto death, another thing not to do is to confuse the sin unto death with blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Those are some different things. Okay? And the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is found over in Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 breaks that down for us. You need to realize what this is. It's different than the sin unto death. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 22, uh, very fascinating how realistic the Bible is, where it says, um, uh, this is in Matthew uh, chapter 12, verse 22, turn there, if you will. Then was brought unto him, that's to Jesus, one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb, couldn't speak. And he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. Okay? Uh, and all the people were amazed and said, is not this the son of David? There you go. This must be the son of David. This must be the king that was to come. That's what the people said. But, verse 24, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the demons. What? They said that Jesus' power to cast out demons came from the devil itself. Okay? That's what they were saying. Notice, uh, uh, that's, that's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. Verse 25, Jesus heard, and Jesus knew their thoughts, and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city uh, and house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself, how shall then his kingdom stand? And if I, by those above, or the devil, okay, cast out devils or demons, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out uh, demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, then he shall spoil his goods. So, Jesus gave them a tongue lashing. So what are you talking about? What you're saying is not only wrong, but it is also illogical, right? But then he told them something, okay? And this uh, uh, is not the sin unto death. This is something even worse, where in verse 31, first of verse 30, he says, He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathers not with me scatters abroad. Then verse 31 Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, okay, against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. But whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world nor the world to come. What does that mean? What is that about? 
We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and find out. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Do the riots make any sense? While there is clearly an understandable rationale behind peaceful protests over the death of George Floyd, what purpose can there be in looting, destroying businesses, and engaging in more acts of violence against innocent people? How is justice served by piling injustice on top of injustice? There's no logic to this except for that of Mysterium Iniquitatis, Latin for the mystery of evil. The sacking and burning of businesses, the breakdown of order, the embrace of chaos is not rational. It's not just destructive, it's self-destructive. Much of what is happening has nothing to do with race or economics or politics or ideology. Some things are too big for us to handle on our own. It's time for Americans to pray about the crises that have engulfed us. I'm Jerry Boyer. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. A Moment of Destiny from Pastor Paul Shepard. We understand now that there are no favorites in the kingdom in the sense of your value to God. However, although God loves us all the same, he cannot use us all the same. There are certain people he can use to get certain things done. And there are other people, he loves them, and they're in the kingdom. But they disqualify themselves from being used in certain ways because of a lack of pursuit of excellence, spiritual excellence. Pastor Paul Shepard is the senior pastor of Destiny Christian Fellowship in Northern California. The program is heard daily on radio stations across America and anytime at PastorPaul.net. Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to never lose your money again due to market risk? Join Joel Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. All right, this is Pastor Moss with you. Uh, wrapping up this discussion that we've had concerning the uh, sin under death and now the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Pharisees saw Jesus do miracles right before their eyes, not only casting out demons, raising Lazarus from the dead. They saw it. They actually saw the supernatural work of God right before them. And what did they do after they saw it? They said, 
that Jesus could do miracles because the devil was working through him. Wow. Jesus told him. Okay? So this is what the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is. It's not some secret sin or anything like that that you might have been told. Uh, this is what it is. Jesus describes it in Matthew chapter 12, verse 32. And whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Either make the tree good and the fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. What did Jesus mean? What he meant was this. He said, you're talking about me. That's the problem. But the bigger problem is you're seeing the power of God displayed right before your eyes. You know that God is doing this. You have no explanation for it other than that. In John chapter 11, John chapter 12, they saw Lazarus being raised from the dead. They saw it with their own eyes. The Pharisees did. What did they want to do after that? They wanted to kill Jesus plus Lazarus. So what is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? It is seeing all of the things, all of the witness, all of the evidence that God has given, and then turning your back on it. I believe that's something that is done by atheists today. How could you possibly look at this world and think that it just popped out of nothing? How could you see the design of this world where it supports life, uh, and it's the only planet, as far as we know, that supports intelligent human life? Okay? And if things were to just change a little, okay, then everything we had would fall into pieces. That, there's got to be God behind it, which should lead you to the Bible, which should lead you to Hebrews 11 and 6, where you search for God. Okay? But if you can look at all that God has done and turn your back on it, then that's the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That's not a sin that a Christian commits. The only person who can commit a sin like this is a person who does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Okay? Uh, that's basically what atheists do, okay? And they just look at everything and turn their back on it, okay? Uh, some atheists have even said, well, when I get, listen to this, atheists have, some atheists have said, when I get in front of God, I'll be able to tell him why I can't believe. That shows you the absurdity of your thinking. When you get before God, all you're going to do is fall out. <laughs> you're not going to look at God and say, let me tell you why. I didn't believe in you, and you're looking right at it. That'll be a real comedy hour up in heaven. The time to get right with the Lord is now, and the evidence is abundant. That is why I like to go right to the Bible and talk about apologetics, systematic theology, the kingdom of the cults, Christian living, all things that have to do with the Bible. I'm not doing my job as a pastor if I'm not engaging you in Scripture. So that's what you get from me. That's what you get from Strictly Biblical. And that's what you get from this Bible Talk program. We encourage you to support it by sending your support to P.O. Box 05879. That's P.O. Box 05879, Detroit, Michigan, zip code 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. They support this radio program that you have kept on for years. We appreciate it very much you keeping this program on. Once again, send those donations to P.O. Box 05. 879, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Bootcamp Ministries. We appreciate it very much. Remember, our ministry is still going on. We have our Tuesday prophecy class from 11 to 1230. 
All you have to do is uh, log on to strictlybiblical.org, and it'll say Prophecy Class, and you can find out all of the information you need to get with the conference call that's going on. Quite a few students in that class. Sunday, our Sunday service still is going on from 11 o'clock to, um, uh, well, sometimes two hours, sometimes a little less, but it's our service where I'm preaching now about uh, Jesus, uh, that he was the only one who could be found to break the scroll and bring judgment to the earth and salvation. We're going to look at a false teacher who said he could have done it. Ah, you don't want to miss the message uh, this Sunday at our 11 o'clock service, strictlybiblical.org, our 11 o'clock service, where we're dealing with the book of Revelation. So this is Pastor Moss. Uh, Great to be uh, out with all of you. Look forward to being with you again. Always have your Bibles ready. And always remember to be strictly biblical. And that's the only way to be in this world today. Study to show thyself approved, a workman unto God that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.